Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. Freeway the Sea Lion is back at it again. Since late last year, the land-loving sea lion has made his way inland three times. In November, he was found walking along Harbor Island Drive. In January, he was found trying to cross State Route 94 near the Interstate 15. And most recently in April, he was found wandering up a storm drain in Logan Heights. Jenny Smith is the rescue supervisor at SeaWorld San Diego. Jenny, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. So how is the sea lion, and I know that Freeway is sort of a, a nickname that you didn't necessarily give him, but I mean, how is he doing after this last adventure? So right now he is currently cohabitating with three other California sea lions. He's in our rescue rehab uh, facility. He's eating fish. He's acting very social. Uh, he's doing all normal sea lion behavior. He's in your custody now. What is the plan? Are you going to release him back to the sea or what's going to happen? So right now, uh, this animal is cohabitating with three other California sea lions. Uh, he's eating fish, he's gaining weight, and we're just trying to come up with a really great plan that is uh, the most successful plan for him. Um, this is a unique situation because he has been found in three areas that are unsafe to him. So we are not taking that lightly. We want to make sure that we come up with the best plan for him uh, so that he uh, is in a safe situation. Yeah, I mean, this is clearly pretty unusual behavior. Um, I read that you're kind of studying him, maybe trying to figure out why he continues to do this. Um, what have you learned? So uh, we have learned um, throughout the three rescues, uh, we have learned that he did go on this last rescue to a very similar spot that he went to the time before. So obviously we know California sea lions, they're very smart. Um, we have taken blood samples from this animal. Um, mainly, I think for him, he really hasn't had anything that has been a red flag for his medical history. It's more social and behavioral. So, uh, you know, just observing him and uh, just trying to uh, learn a little bit more from him. That's basically all we've done so far. Yeah, will you talk a little more about his personality from the coverage I've read? It sounds like he's kind of like a moody teenager. <laughs> uh, well, you know, when the last rescue, I was a part of his, the, the rescue uh, when he was walking up the storm drain. Uh, the person that called it in said, this is the same animal that SeaWorld loves to rescue. And I was like, no way, that cannot be the same animal. And uh, the number one goal is to rescue, rehab, and return. So we do not want to continuously uh, rescue the same animal over and over again. But when we saw his flipper tag and we saw that he had one tag on each flipper, that was something that we did uh, to identify this animal if we needed to, uh, if we got photos of it or uh, needed to rescue it again. As soon as we saw that, we knew it was him. Uh, so he was traveling northeast in the storm drain, going the exact opposite um, direction of the ocean. Wow. Um, I mean, do you think it's a possibility that he might be kept at SeaWorld for his own good? It's definitely a possibility because he was, um, he has been not only in the three times that we rescued him, he has been in other situations. I know I got a photo of him at the very beginning of his um, time that we've uh, learned about him. Um, after his first rescue, there was a picture of him right next to a dog near a deli around a lot of people. Um, and so 
So we are definitely uh, treating this case, it's individually, um, it, it's a possibility that we might need to find it a safe forever home. Um, and that is based off of SeaWorld's recommendations, based off of all of his rescues and where he's been rescued. It's also, there is communication uh, with NOAA, National Marine Fisheries. Uh, so there is a lot that goes into the uh, decision-making uh, process. Yeah, I mean, has this been heard of before? Obviously, it's not very common for sea lions to leave water, but do you have ideas about why it might be happening? I do not. <laughs> a lot of people ask us that question. There is no food source um, where he definitely where he was headed. It was a storm drain. There was a little bit of water here and there, but um, I saw a ton of trash. I saw uh, not great living conditions for uh, marine mammals. So I'm not exactly sure why he why his thought process uh, he wanted to head that way. Um, but it's it's definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. Um, well, Jenny, while I have you here, you have such a cool job. Could you tell me a little more about it and the other rescues that you do? Yeah, uh, so I work with the rescue team and we rescue marine mammals and shorebirds and seabirds. Uh, we have um, here at SeaWorld San Diego, we've rescued over 21,000 animals since 1965. Um, and uh, a lot of people don't realize that majority of those rescues have been seabirds. Um, the majority of the mammals that we rescue are California sea lions because that is an animal that is uh, often found along our coastline. Um, but as a company, SeaWorld has rescued over 40,000 animals. And so we are strictly found behind the scenes. Uh, when you come to SeaWorld, you won't see us because our animals are found only behind the scenes. We uh, rescue the animals, we rehabilitate, bring them, uh, so we rescue them off of the beaches. We bring them back to SeaWorld behind the scenes and rehabilitate them um, in our back working areas. And then uh, eventually, like I said, I've said many times, the number one goal is to return them. And so um, oftentimes uh, that consists of taking them out on a boat and we return them. Uh, some animals can be returned just to off the shoreline. We try to find a good habitat for the animal where we know there's a plentiful food source and other animals like itself. Well, thank you for the information um, and this information about Freeway. Is there anything else that you would like to add about, you know, what might happen next and, and what, um, when we might get an update on uh, his future? That's a great question. So like I, like I mentioned, we're in the process of trying, trying to come up with a, a good plan for him. So uh, to be determined on, on what his plan is. Um, you know, one thing that I would like to let people know is that um, he is with other sea lions. He's eating great. He has great body condition. Um, we believe that he's, you know, he's healthy. All of the diagnostics that we have um, we've run on him have been, um, they've come back okay. Uh, one thing I think that's really cool is that uh, he's teaching people about his species. A lot of people uh, learn about his story and they might learn a little bit more about California sea lions or our rescue program. We're here 365 days a year. Uh, we are here, we're available 24-7. Uh, we have our hotline number, which is 1-800- 541-SEAL-S-E-A-L. Um, now, we may not be able to rescue all of the animals instantly, but uh, we definitely uh, try to get back to everyone that um, reports an animal um, that may need help. And, and 
a lot of times we're able to give a lot of really great information about the animals. If it is an animal that might just be resting on the beach and not uh, in need of rescue. So it's a great way for us um, at SeaWorld to get out there, uh, talk to the public and talk to, um, you know, someone that's just at the beach and, and teach people about uh, seals and sea lions and seagulls and um, whales and dolphins, all of, all of the above. Uh, whenever we can uh, interface with people, it's a great teaching moment for us. Absolutely. Uh, Jenny Smith, Rescue Supervisor at SeaWorld San Diego. Thanks so much. Thank you.